The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host slash guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. over this fucking virtual stuff so i'm just hanging on so i don't want to hear no complaints but i am here i'm your host nate Kowser. today we'll have a number of a bunch of events that's going on in the city well two major events that's happening this weekend and next weekend um who's out for the summer um well Regular school is off for the summer, but I'll be doing an art, actually a jewelry camp this summer, helping young people learn the art and craft of designing jewelry, the business of jewelry, so on and so forth. Um, and then at the end of the summer in August, I'll be a part of Baltimore Fashion Week. Um, that is August, my date will be August the 15th, and a link will be out shortly. Um, in terms of how you can buy tickets, I believe my night is $40 um, per person. So come on out, support Baltimore Fashion Week. Um, it is a great uh, day. I'm on Monday, the August the 15th, uh, in the Off the Rack section with some emerging artists. Um, and then we have a number of other designers that are going to be exhibiting that week leading up to that and then there's some activities so on and so forth so i'm excited i'm actually tired i thought i would be less tired because i didn't have to go to school the last two days but beyond that um i am creating if you go to my instagram page or facebook page for either the artist exchange or vashti blue jewelry studio we've updated the name so Vashti Blue Jewelry Studio, you'll see um, a number of things that I am getting into and designing and so on and so forth. So I'm really excited. Um, I'm, I'm trying to set up my little space so I can have a permanent space when I do go live. Right. Yes, so um, yes, I, I've gotten so much rest in the last two days. Um, and I don't believe in catching up on sleep because I don't believe that's a real thing. I just think you can get the rest that is necessary and needed. And I'm really, um, I feel well rested. I think I got a really good night's sleep last night, even though I got in a little late. Um, I've been at the studio the last couple of nights, well, this week, so forth, uh, working on some of my jewelry, um, hopefully. So if you are interested in either interning or um, doing a work exchange um, here at the studio, hit me up at uh, the artist exchange radio show at gmail.com. Um, 
because it's about that time where I'm gonna need some support because I'm planning a lot of events. Um, I have a vendor artist pop-up series starting um, at another location. That information will be out soon. So if you're a vendor or artist, you can also hit me up on our social media as well. Also, um, I should be sending this out when I'm talking. Um, yeah, so I am excited for that. And I'm just, mm. so my recap from last, this previous school year, the lesson that I normally do a, a, a lesson at the, well, kind of a talk back at the end of every school year, but um, I think it was really rough this year. So I talked throughout the school year, um, but I'm really, um, I'm really kind of a little devastated over how a lot of people have been treating the school system, both on the side of parents, students, faculty, and staff alike. And I'm saying a lot of things that um, I don't like. At the end of every year, there is a, um, a survey. Hey, Digger, there's a survey that many of the faculty take in terms of uh, the therapists that we have, and we do these surveys. And it was, it was just disheartening to grade. Well, you're not really grading, it's like a scale and you like certain things, certain students who may have certain issues, um, they like to at the end of the year, they do it throughout the year, but at the end of the year, that's kind of like a summation of the year. And some of the students that do too, well, it was only certain students who had behavioral issues or severe learning disabilities that may be contributing to behavior environments so on and so forth. But um, yeah, I'm really, in a different space with the educational system. In terms of even me thinking about moving forward with it or what should I do um, in terms of coming back next year, I've been asked to come back to my school next year. And I'm really um, I'm in a different space with it. I don't, I don't know, typically I'd be like, no, and I mean no, um, and, or I'm, you know, just ready to, get through the summer and then I go back to school. But this year was different. I think the group of students that I worked with this school year was a little different. Um, I had some um, different encounters with faculty and staff. Um, and just in a space of just, just really understanding what is it that I want, you know, and not just doing things for the sake of paying bills or, um, none of that. So I'm really just being different right now and more, um, more intentional with my, um, choices and the school system is just not in a space right now where I feel it is safe to be, um, black and male or um, a progressive type of person that I am where I want things, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really an idealist where I, I believe 
that, you know, people can, if we work together, then we can make a lot of things happen. If parents work with students who work with teachers who work with support staff, we can really turn around. But um, it's a lot of people in power and people who feel like they're not in power who are doing a lot of things to damage um, just the look of um, school, um, teaching, education, and there's a lot of politics that goes in it, whether it be on the side of the, the teachers union or um, on the side of the upper supervision management leadership of the school system. So it, it's, it's a lot. It is definitely, um, it's something I have to think about. But today I wanted to do some, just some highlights because as the world is slowly opening up and, and you may think that it's opening, but things are still on a steady pace because being in the school system, that's something else that I've discovered. Also, COVID is still very much a real thing. On a weekly basis, students and staff and teachers and faculty were getting sick, having to stay home. There have been some deaths. Um, teachers died, students. I didn't hear as much about students dying as I did about adults. Um, but again, you can never trust um, polls and data because it's skewed based off of what people want the outcomes to be. Um, and I think right now people are just over the pandemic. So numbers are definitely skewed in that direction to support people wanting to get back out. Um, and I'm, I'm telling people, continue to wear your mask. You know, I've lightened up in certain situations. Um, so it definitely is a um, by ear situation. If it's large groups, either I have a tendency of going to more outside events or smaller venue type of events um, where I know a lot of the people. Um, and that makes a difference because you know people habits, you know people, um, ways of doing things. And I'm definitely fully vaccinated. Um, I've been thinking about getting a second boost, booster shot, but I don't know, because I didn't do well when I got my first round of shots. So I don't know about going back for an additional uh, booster shot yet. Um, an additional booster shot. I don't really know right now, because uh, I felt a little wonky um, after getting each of my shots. So I don't really know where I want to go yet with that. Um, there's some, some spotlights. Um, there's been this, you see it being pushed or promoted or people talking about it. And then you hearing over here that it's not happening and it's going back and forth, but Artscape, um, I've, I just, I Google, Googled it. Um, and looking it up on the calendar on the city's website to see if it's on there. And I saw it on the calendar, but I've been being told that it's being canceled this year. It was supposed to be in August. Um, so I don't know. Um, I'll continue to do some research on it um, as we move along. But um, Airframe this year is going off about a hitch. And it's, uh, I believe it's June 18th and 19th. So this Saturday and Sunday. Um, at Drew Hill Park. They put it back in Drew Hill Park. That, this festival has moved around so much 
and a lot of emphasis has been taken off of it in terms of budgeting and just priority, but it looks like the city um, and Brandon, Mayor Brandon, Scott, pushing it in a different way. So um, thank you to everyone um, for bringing it back and putting it back in a suitable space, uh, Drill Park, and it's a huge space. Um, they have a really great lineup on the 18th, uh, in terms of headliners, on the 18th, we'll have Neo, uh, Young Blue. Um, I don't know who who that is. It might be a young rapper. Uh, he looks like a rapper. Uh, so he'll be on the 18th as well. Anaya, um, I think I've heard her music. Uh, she'll be on the stage. Rotimi, um, I believe he was from Power. Uh, he'll also be uh, joining us on the 19th. Also on the 19th, Miss Leandria Johnson. Um, and Elder Barge, they went back and pulled out some old school players. Mr. Elder Barge and the OJs will be um, here. My grandma would have loved, loved the two of them. So it looks like Airframe is going on um, this weekend. Again, it has not been a big push. I see a lot of marketing online, but it hasn't been a, a big push. And that's, I know a lot, of, a lot of times we say that, but I think a lot of us don't watch TV the way we used to. So I'm sure they mentioned it on the news. I'm not a big news watcher. Um, if you saw it, Monty, let me know or correct me. But I didn't, I know you normally see banners around the city. Um, and I'm sure up in that park, I tell you, you see the, the banners are up. They normally have banners in that area, but um, I haven't seen a big citywide push of Ephraim this year, but it looks like they are definitely um, preparing for it. No, I haven't seen much on the hardscape either, but yeah, I knew about all those um, people that were going to be there just because, Ephraim. you know, yeah, mm -hmm. it's always on my list to check for it, but I haven't seen much around the city as far as promotions. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't live too far from the park, so I may go up there. Um, I plan on going, especially on Sunday, because I want to see Leandria. Yeah, Leandria, Eldebarge, and will be there. Uh, and what's his name, Rotimi. I've never seen him perform before, so. Got to be impacted on Sunday, because Sunday is also a church day. So um, a lot of those people that's going to be from church is going to be there to see Leandria. Yeah, Leandria. And the... Um, Elder Barge and the OJs, I think they'll bring out. A I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm just speaking, yeah. to, you know, specifically on the church crowd. Well, what time? I don't know what time she performed though, because it might be after church. Uh, it's probably midday. They normally, uh, you know, start opening the park around like eleven or twelve, no matter where it is, and then it's open until like six or seven. So it might be around like it might be like two three when she goes on. But I want to see Elder Barge. Uh, I'm an OJ's fan, but I'm, I think I like the Elder Barge a little bit better. Also, in addition to Ephraim, uh, Baltimore J Pride, um, there are some events that are starting this weekend, but it goes into next weekend, and they have a really good lineup of, uh, good lineup of people. I may say so. Um, I'm trying to pull that up now. Um, 
I know I saw Trina um, at the top of the list. I know I saw Trina at the top of that list. Um, yeah, Trina, what's the young man that won the voice? He'll be there. Uh, who is this? I guess that's a drag queen. Uh, the headliners will be Trina, Kiki Wyatt, Avery Wilson. I know that's going to be fun. Davon Fleming, that's the young man who won the voice. Elizabeth Vaughn Presley, I believe that's a drag queen. George Lovitz. Uh, Maya, okay. Uh, Rose and DDM uh, will be the headliners for this year's Gay Pride. Um, I'm shocked at this Trina announcement, but go ahead, Trina. Kiki Wyatt. Um, Avery Wilson, I can't wait for this. To, um, wait for this DDM. So they'll be so Kiki White is Saturday the twenty fifth. Trina is also Saturday the twenty fifth. Uh, Avery Wilson is Sunday, June the twenty sixth. Maya is also June the twenty sixth. DDM is Saturday the twenty fifth. George Lovett is Sunday, June the 26th. Uh, Mr. Davon Fleming, uh, AKA the man who took all the money for that musical program that we never got, that choir, we never got it. Uh, Davon Fleming is Saturday the 25th. And then Miss Elizabeth Vaughn Presley will be Sunday the 26th. And then that's supposed to be a Baltimore Pride cruise. You going on a cruise, Marnie? You want to go on a cruise? Let me see when the cruise is. I want to say you just called me a faggot, and I want you to tread, I want you to tread lightly, okay? You could be you could be an ally. I didn't say that. I feel like I'm an ally. How much of the ticket? I want you to tread lightly. June the 26th. Okay, I'm not an ally. June the 26th, uh, the Boltzmann Inner Harbor. Uh, the, I think that's the Spirit Cruises from 11.30 a.m. That's a long ass cruise. 11.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's long. That's long. Yeah, that's long. Um, let me see how much these tickets are because, you know, they be plenty. $100. I'm thinking we're going. Let me see if they're some levels. Nope, no levels. They all 10509. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Yeah, but um, and they changed their name, they rebranded themselves. I am friends with the operations manager, uh, Mr. Kenneth, say something, poet. Um, and he he was telling me a little bit about them rebranding themselves. So they oh, by just, the way. Escape moved to the um, the website says it's moving to September. Saying it was it was supposed to be canceled. Who could go to our escape in September? Mm. It'd be cooler. That's what I'm sure. Hopefully, hopefully, right? Hopefully, it's cooler because <laughs> it'd be slavery. Well, it hasn't even been that high in the last couple of years of it. Yeah, so yeah last year. I mean, did it happen last year? I don't think it happened last year, but it the didn't. year prior. 
No, it not was even twenty twenty. Twenty nineteen, it was super hot. Mm-hmm. But it also keep raining too. Mm-hmm. It'll be it. Well, you used to it being hot during our escape, but it kept go having these like horrible thunderstorms mm-hmm. where they would have to close down for a day or two. So the last couple of years prior to the pandemic, they've had to close down a couple of days because of so much rain. So hopefully putting it in September makes a difference, but oh, that's going to be a stretch because that's the beginning of the school year. Oh, oh no. Well, I'm going to read up on it and see what things they have, if they have any things for artists and because typically they, you know, promote to the, they use the same group of local artists every year. And, you know, they kind of focus their attentions on, on people who are coming from other places. So I'll see what they have in store. And uh, me being here, we'll, we're right here on the road for our escape. So I'm really excited. I wonder if it's going to be as big as it's gotten um, because of it, but I don't know um, what space it's going to be like. Um, what have I been doing the last couple of days? I've discovered a couple different podcasts. Uh, one of my newest favorite podcasts is, um, well, let me say something about podcasts. Um, there's a lot of them. There's a whole lot of podcasts. And there's a lot of podcasts that are just hateful to certain groups of people, whether it be men or black people or, or different people, or it's just a lot. But my new favorite one is Don't Call Me White Girl. She is hilarious. This young lady is the one who um who coined the term uh uh what is it? What did she say? You being weird to me. So that young lady, and then she has another viral um, saying where um, it says something about um, I get raw from the time I wake up to the time I close my eyes. Something about my coochie being good. I fried chicken was good the first time. She's gone viral, and you we just know her voice, but I've been able to see her face and watch her in person. Um, but she is definitely hilarious. Her podcast. And typically when people go viral, they're not necessarily a talented individuals, but she does over um, match my expectations based off of what I, what I heard because she kept having these viral moments. But um, I wanted to bring up something interesting that I learned in watching, you know, kind of binge watching all her episodes up until this point. And she was making mention, and this happened to me, I, I don't think it's happened to be exposed before. Um, the other station that I was working with in Atlanta, it has happened to them on Twitter. It has happened to me on Instagram. Like literally my radio show um, page, I could not post on it. For I just got it back up and running in, I wanna say the end of April. And I have not been able to use it since Thanksgiving. Like post to it. And it was a very weird thing because if I logged on on another device, I was able to use it. But my regular phone, I wasn't able to use it. Um, But she brought up a topic because for her, 
she was starting to go viral. So she was able to start making money because she had reached certain thresholds um, uh, uh, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and it kept shutting down her pages. And a number, and specifically Black creatives on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube are complaining about their pages or their platforms being um, demonetized or um, what seems to be or appears to be fraudulently being hacked or um, taken over or just erased. Um, and there are no response. When you, when you contact um, Facebook or Twitter, even on their level, there's nobody to talk to. And you, you go through all these things where you're emailing and they send you these automated responses where you got to go through all these steps and checklists and go here and email, click on this link. And it, it seems to be only happening to a lot of Black uh, creatives on um, or social influencers on social media or just people, Black people in general. I've heard a lot of people complain about their pages. Now, this is a separate issue from your auntie sending you spam and you click it on and then your page getting hacked. Um, but there, I've noticed over the course, and it may be connected or not, but I've noticed a, a uptick, a huge uptick of these um, people, these uh, what you call spammers, calling you and emailing you and messaging you um, more so than ever before. Like I at least get maybe six or seven calls a day um, if I'm not getting something in my inbox. Um, I just recognized the WhatsApp scam because I was starting to get messages on WhatsApp and I only talked to maybe one person on WhatsApp, um, but I was starting to get all of these messages and all of this, um, these um, spams. And it just seems like it's just constant. It's And I know for me as a business owner, my phone number, well, my biz, that business phone number, is out there. My email addresses are out there. So my emails look like, yikes, I'm looking for an intern now specifically to clean out my message boxes because I don't wanna, I'm, I'm updating my website and creating and updating the other website and combining uh, my other website. And it is now gonna be one big website. So as I'm doing that, I'm setting up the email addresses for that. And I don't wanna carry that foolishness over here. So. I've been going through slowly but surely blocking and pushing stuff to the side and it's a lot and I'm trying to um, I'm trying to get all that stuff out but uh, if you have been a victim of this if your page has been shut down and such the website artscape.org says it's moving to September okay um, so yeah I'm, I'm trying to figure that out because that I used to get blocked several times and I don't know why that was happening, um, but my page will be, I would be put in Facebook jail a lot. And this recently with Instagram, not, be, not being able to post to my regular page was really, it was really annoying because I kept having to log in on my tablet, which I don't like to do because I like being only on one thing. So I only have it open on my, 
phone now. I don't have it opened up on my computer anymore because I do so much streaming and I do a show and, you know, I don't want to use my laptop for everything anymore. Um, so I'm only open on my phone with social media sites. But yeah, it's it's a lot going on. Um, also coming up on the 25th um, is Black to the Future event. And I'm really excited about this one because my friend Nicole is the facilitator and I book all of the guest um, facilitators for this event. And this event was started basically with my frustration over this abundance of new businesses starting, not hating on the new businesses, but really frustrated over the lack of customer service and etiquette that was happening. I saw all these beauty shops opening up with these crazy, ridiculous um, demands. Now, so Marnie, quickly, I know uh, you did have correctly, correct? Are you there, Marnie? I'm sorry, say that again. So did you do hair or was it nails that you did? Both. So is it is it customary to make your customers wash, shampoo, conditioner, blow dry, and braid their hair or blow out their hair before they come to you? No. So that is That's now not a standard. A new, no. It's now becoming a new standard now. <clears throat> No, because to be a hair technician, to, to, to be to do the art of hair is to take care of the hair from the root to the to the ends. And that includes cleaning it. That includes cleaning it. That includes cleaning it, moisturizing it, greasing it, oiling it, and making sure it's a well-conditioned hair. So the new, the, and what is happening with a number of these new... You're not just a dresser. You're not a hairdresser. That right. was the term from the from the past. You mm -hmm. are a hair technician, which means you even your then, job is to make sure that hair grows and can be maintained. But even then, as a hairdresser, you still but even that, if it was, that was never else, a term. That's what I'm saying. Hairdresser was never a term. Okay. That was something we made up for home at home. I'm going to my hairdresser's house. Uh, but that's not the technical term for a cosmetologist. The cosmetologist, you are a hair technician. Now, I my only experience with hair salons were was when I was getting my hair braided or mm -hmm. twisted or locked, um, and I never was asked to wash my own hair, blow dry my own hair, and come. Ready. So the only difference in that is that that you used to request it for a barber would request it requested of their customers that your hair is already pre washed. But even for me, and I guess because I only ever went to women barbers, mm -hmm. uh, and I did go to men barbers every now and again. Like my barber now is a male. He's actually Ethiopian. He washes my hair before mm -hmm. he cuts my hair. Mm -hmm. Now I know that wasn't always typical, mm -mm. but I would you could you you used to be able to ask, could they wash your hair? Yeah, and they would yeah. tell you that we don't have the facilities to wash hair. That's why we, right. we ask you to come with your hair already pre-cleaned. Because right. the, if your hair is dirty, they're not gonna cut your hair. If you flaking, they're not gonna cut your hair. If they see presence of dandruff that is impacted, they're not gonna mm -hmm. wash, they're not gonna cut your hair because that affects their 
tools. Yeah, yeah. Barbicide does a lot, but it's not going to do a lot to clean. Yeah, <laughs> but I and even some. Well, I guess because of the barbershops I went to, um, I always got my hair washed. One of my barbers, she used to wash my hair before, mm -hmm. and she would wash my hair after to clean the hair off. Mm -hmm. Right, and that, but that no, she just did that for all her customers, like you said, because she wanted to maintain the longevity of her tools, and that mm -hmm. was always her her statement. Like she would pluck my ingrown hairs out. She would, you know, I I I never had dangers like that. I didn't have that problem, and I always would take a shower and wash my hair before I went, but it was never customary. So that's I'm noticing that is now part of, you know, the list of demands. You got to put down a deposit before um, before you come and get your hair done. You got to bring your own, uh, not all your own products, but your if you're getting hair put in, you got to bring your own hair. I knew that was in many cases. That sometimes was. You're, if you wanted a certain type of hair, you would have to bring your own. Otherwise, you would have to do more. But this, it's more if you use their hair. It's more if you have. So these are all upcharges if they have to do it. So if they will have to wash your hair, if they have to braid your hair, if you're getting, you know, um, extensions or something like that in there, that's an upcharge. And I just was going through shops, you know, looking at their, you know, scheduler. And this was a list of things that you had to do, or you would be charged in addition to um, doing so. My friend just uh, she went to, she was going to her regular beautician, and she hadn't been in a couple months because of pandemic, and her prices had hiked up, and she ended up being charged five hundred dollars for what she used to pay to I think she said two fifty four, and that was her getting. Her um, her extensions put in. Um, she used the girl's hair. She didn't come washed and blow dried. And I was like, "You paid that?" She was like, "Well, I really didn't have a choice because she had already did my hair." And I was like, "Oh." So this seems to be, and on even on the side of the the barbers, barbers are now being very exclusive. You can't just walk into a barber shop anymore unless you want to get the dude who just started who don't have any clients um and and that person even is being i don't have an appointment until next tuesday or something and the price for a barbershop has gone up so the barber i typically go to i've been paying the same amount forever and i tip him um but i typically only get my hair cut once a month and then I maintain it throughout the month. So I'll cut it, I'll shave my head bald in between, but then once a month I'll have it done where it's freshly done and then I can just maintain it um, throughout the whole rest of the month. Um, and that's just my you know, way, but I've heard barbers charging as much as $75, $80 for, for this, for bald head and a beard trimmer. And, they're adding all these bells and whistles where you get the massage. And I, I like those things, but they should be in addition. A lot of people are making these, these luxury choices a part of their standard practices, making them, you know, a little bit more costly. And then a lot of barbers and beauticians are moving to these sweet platforms, meaning 
they were in a barbershop with a number of other people, but now the barbershop has been cut up into these little suites where they have their own room and so on and so forth. But I've just, some of the stuff that I'm listening to is, is ridiculous in terms of pricing. And I, I hate it on social media when you go through and you see the, the, the sound effect along with it, where they say the price is the price, or um, uh, they say you broke, you know, come back when you got the money. Like, it's just, and I understand inflation being a certain thing, but I recall during the pandemic, to get your hair cut, to get your nails done, to get a pedicure, to get your everything, they would charge so much money because these musicians started coming out to people. Um, but they would cost so much. I, would, I wanted a pedicure so bad for my birthday last year, and I couldn't find anybody that would be willing to come to my studio space here and do it that was vaccinated, that had proof of their vaccination, that was not charging under $120 for um, manicure and pedicure. And I just was like, this is, and a manicure and pedicure, typically you'll spend maybe $60, maybe 70, depending on where you go. But 120, it was like, uh, I ain't about that life. So I went and got my own stuff, my own spa, all those things. And I should have did that. My mother always told me to go get my own and don't, you know, stop paying those full prices. Cause she did, she does the same thing. She'll go once, maybe once a month or something like that and then maintain it herself. But it, it's really been annoying uh, with the price hikes. Have you noticed, Marnie, any price hikes with some of the things that you do on a daily basis other than the grocery store, of course? And gas. And um, gas, yeah. Airfare. <laughs> oh, fuck that. No, fuck that. No, no, no. Which is no. interesting. Let me explain though. Mm. Why? Because you know I don't go to, you know, outside. I only go to, to the Dominican. That's mm -hmm. my home. That's my second home. Actually, I call it my first. Here, mm -hmm. this is my second home. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to be here. Um, so I was just telling you that I'm going to the Cayman Islands next month, right? Mm -hmm. What's so interesting is that it's probably the same distance from here to the Cayman Islands as it is here to the Dominican, right? Thousand right. mm -hmm. dollars to go to the Dominican airfare alone, mm -hmm. right? Four hundred dollars to go to the Grand Cayman Islands. Mm. See the difference? Yeah. And the only difference is that is there is a stop in between uh between going from here to the to the Caymans. We got to stop in Florida now, is that, and then take another I'm, flight I'm to get to sure the Caymans. So that thousand dollars is not a round trip ticket, though. It is round trip. Okay. Okay. And for, it That's was four hundred and sixteen dollars round trip to go to the Caymans, which is why we decided to go to the Caymans. Yeah. Yeah. And that I think that's ridiculous. Like, it's no um, it, how you charge a thousand dollars to go to our island that has that is worth forty percent of our dollar. I would I would <laughs> prefer the Cayman Islands anyway. I think you would like the Cayman Isles. Have you been before? I've never been before. This will be my first time. I mean, I think we, you would and, like that a little bit more than. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, everything is reasonable. I mean, yeah. we got this trip for about, I want to say, eight hundred dollars per person, and it's three of us. So, is it all exclusive? No. Okay. Nothing really. Nothing really in the Caymans is all inclusive. They don't have that kind of situation because 
you know, they just opened up the Grand Cayman to travel, mm-hmm. you know, to tourists like that. Right. I remember the Cayman Islands used to be a tax shelter. You bring your money there to hide it from the taxes. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's because of that, it's also a very beautiful place. It is. It's, I'm not saying that the, the, the DR doesn't have much to do, but it just, for me, I like that a little bit more. If I'm gonna be on a resort, I wanna, I just wanna feel normal. I don't wanna feel like I'm in this box the whole time. So, unless I'm in Jamaica when. But see, you know, I know now, you know, from my excursions to the Dominican, I know a lot of people. So it's more like home to me than any place else. When Mm -hmm. that I'm going to the Caymans, I'm gonna be a tourist. When I go to the Dominican, I don't feel like a tourist. You gonna feel safer though. Is this gonna feel uh, well? I don't have a sense of not feeling safe. When I first started going to the Dominican, I did that. I had that feeling. Mm-hmm. Now that I know people and I know my way around, they know me. Mm-hmm. When I come there, they see me. They be like, "Oh, I remember you." You know. Now it's right. not that sense of urgency. Compared to compared to going to say Jamaica or Mexico, um, you're gonna even the DR is maybe like number three. I would feel more. I just felt safer. Mm-hmm. I just felt safe. Like I probably would feel totally comfortable in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Because that's, yeah. you know, yeah. I ain't even need a passport to get in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when it comes to like, you know, the Grand Cayman, I know I know that experience is a lot different because the Cayman Islands is more Americanized mm-hmm. because of the wealth. Right. Like yeah. if people don't really understand the Grand Cayman Islands is like one of, is if it's not the richest island in the Caribbean, yeah. it's one of the top mm-hmm. because of that tax sheltering, you know, what, yeah. what it used to be considered the tax shelter of the world besides yeah. Switzerland. It, it, I mean, it's nice. It's, it's, it's nice. I everybody went and took their billions and billions of dollars and would put it in the Cayman Islands to hide their money. Yeah. I went to a wedding there. It was really, uh, I, I used to love Hawaii, but that would, under St. Lucia, I, I would say the came. Yeah, I would like that. Mm-hmm. Again, I couldn't live there. But in terms of traveling, so I have maybe three um, three credits. I was supposed to be on a tour uh, uh, for theater. And then I planned something that first year pandemic, I had pre-planned that. And then I had pre-planned something for Christmas of that year as well. So I have these three credits that I have to hurry up and use by September. Uh, but, um, or I have to, it's going, they go charge me to refund. Um, but I was planning a trip for next year. And I was planning to go, you know, I, I normally go to, New Orleans for Christmas. I like to go around that Christmas time because the weather is better. A, a round trip, you normally can find a cheap ticket for maybe $150 both ways or $120 both ways. A round trip ticket from here to New Orleans was nearly $700. And I'm, I'm not about that life. There's nothing in New Orleans. There's something that I want there, but there's nothing in New Orleans that's going to ever make me pay $700 to get there. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. 
And then I was looking at other places. So for my 40th birthday, I'm, I want to go to South Africa. When I say from here, just the, just the I, I like to do the package deal. So the package deal would have been $4,800 just to get there in like a subpar hotel, very subpar, which is dangerous to even think of a subpar hotel in another country, but I couldn't do it. Um, I don't know how, and everything is being blamed on um, inflation, but more importantly, the gas prices. And I just think it's ridiculous, especially if your tickets went from pennies. And I, I, well, you couldn't book out stuff for so far when they dropped the ticket prices drastically. They would put a cap on how far out you could plan something because the tickets were so cheap. But this, the price of everything right now was totally ridiculous in terms of. I was shocked that you just said your tickets were just a thousand dollars round trip because a lot of tickets were that one way. Like even going to Atlanta or going to California, you know, like hot spots that are typically New Orleans, Florida, the ticket prices were so astronomical. So for something is is probably they probably really trying hard to get their um their uh tourist dollars back up if it, if it was that cheap because that was yeah but they couldn't i mean they also couldn't um justify any higher pricing on a nine-hour flight because of the layover mm. like it's an hour to get to florida from here mm -hmm. to florida is an hour mm -hmm. then the rest of it is a big chunk it's a layover between you sitting in florida for a long period of time and then you take the other leg of the flight, which is another hour and 45 minutes. So to justify that, they couldn't even raise the price no higher because we sit in idle for a good three hours. Right. Because it's an hour to get to Florida and an hour and 45 minutes. That's just three hours. The other six hours is you waiting. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, that's but it's, I think it's worth it for yeah. 416 compared to well, looking at other, yeah. other flights that are yeah. costing $1,000 for three hours. Yeah. If yeah. you really want to get away, then the Cayman Islands is where to go. I don't know. I would, the, I now the thing about it is we don't know what we're going to be doing when we get there. What's going to be open? Like they got snorkeling. That's the one thing we can see that, that was available is snorkeling with the um, sea turtles, snorkeling with the stingrays, and then restaurants. What resort are y'all staying on? Uh, we did a, view, um, a VRBO. Oh. That's like an Airbnb. Yeah. So we rented somebody's condo. Okay, cool. I just um which I was, was a lot cheaper than the hotels. The hotels are ridiculous. <laughs> but the the Airbnbs are that's the new standard. Yeah, especially when they're not it was ridiculous because there was no there is no all-inclusive there. Mm -hmm. And it was still ridiculous. They they priced them out like that, like three hundred dollars a night, and you don't get to eat. Well, because nobody, not even a continental breakfast. Not a continental breakfast. Not even a breakfast. Oh, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> and we were trying to stay at the Ritz-Carlton. Mm. Mm. That ended up, the, the Ritz-Carlton ended up being $1,900. I was like, oh, we got to find something else different because we get to put this money into the food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I'm like, hey, for y'all to go down there and be hungry. That's what I said. I mean, I could. All right, let me just tell it. <sighs> bougie meets bougie meets me. Mm. They were so stuck on taking pictures for social media. Mm-hmm. Not that that's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing if you try if that's what you do. I was like, well, I'm you trying to stay in the Ritz Carlton? <laughs> then you need to just go to the Ritz Carlton, take pictures, and tell them that you was in um, the Grand. <laughs> Right. Go to the Baltimore Ritz Carlton and take pictures of the inside, and then make that trip. Because I went to a spa there. I got treated to a spa there. That's right on um T Highway, right off of T Highway. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm I'm not pressed about taking pictures in the hotel room. Take pictures at the beach is what we need to be talking about. Well, take pictures in public. I ain't worried about the hotel rooms. Come, they look identical here. Right. Right. So somebody looking at a picture, they all... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You talking about taking pictures in this hotel room just because you can see the ocean from that window? Go outside. I don't yeah. care about the decor of the hotel. You can't take that back home with you. As long as it ain't no bed bugs. Exactly. As long as there ain't no bed bugs. And then that's what I was like, well, then I think we should just get um, a Verbo or, or Airbnb, and I think we'd be better off. Because we can look for the deck. If you look, if decor is your issue, then look for the right. decoration in somebody's home. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of those companies starting to pop up now too. Mm-hmm. It's a um, it's one for black travelers. Um, and then you can get deals on those sites when hotels book their own rooms up there when they they got um overflows. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why hotel rooms are so high now because people. Are choosing to use Airbnbs instead. Mm-hmm. I know I've I've had not so good experiences with Airbnb, but I've had way better pricing experiences with Airbnb. Right, That's because the only thing you should be really looking for is a bid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, for me, it just got to be safe. I want to make sure it's in a safe neighborhood. It's not like I I like to use Airbnbs in New York because you can stay closer to the city. When you do that, you can stay in the mm-hmm. city because they have a I lot. I want to use the Airbnb variables. If I'm not going to stay in a hotel and I'm going to use an Airbnb or a variable, I tend to look for mansions. Because if I'm going to do this, I want to do this and be very comfortable, right? And feel like I've made a journey somewhere, right? So, so I have when to. When I, we was first checking, she mm-hmm. kept asking me like, "Why do you keep looking for all these big giant houses?" Because what, what else chance do I have? Oh, she wanted to share rooms? Right. I'm not sleeping in a room with you and your fiance. No. Mm-mm. 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 Yeah, so I have to think about another alternative to my 40th birthday because I just don't... I'm not paying $4,800. And you know, the closer you get to it, the more it's going to be. Yeah. So I'm not... I just don't... I may go to Europe. My friend Kyle, he lives in London now, so I may go see him for my 40th birthday instead because I just don't see... Um, and you can really go... You can catch a train all around Europe the way they have it situated. Um, I may I may be in Europe instead of Africa, which is crazy to me, but yeah. Because this place is now, they said you should not go to Nigeria right now. Um, maybe Ghana or Liberia. 
but definitely not Nigeria because you're going to get scammed likely. <laughs> Heavy. Um, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was, so I guess you've been watching the um, trial, the hearing rather, for January the 6th. Do you think anything is going to happen to Trump? I've been in and out. That's why I haven't been covering it no more because it was quite boring. Who were who were on us? I mean, was it just because of the people they had? Testified? I mean, not the information. I mean, the information has been good, mm-hmm. but the flow, the flow of it has been boring. And I I think that's more by design, and not by the the government in general, but I think that's more by design. I think it's by design. So public opinion won't be as hard because what we don't see, we don't really care about. But do you think anything is going to happen to Trump as a result? Because the only thing that I see, hmm, that's a good question. Because what I'm looking at, what I'm looking at every time I'm watching these hearings is how the Justice Department is going to react, right? Mm-hmm. And because the committee itself has already said that they're not going to recommend anything to the Justice Department, that could be an indication that they don't have to. That they don't have to do the recommendation because the Justice Department already has everything that they have and probably more. So what's the point of this thing? To tell the public what they found out, that what oh, Congress man. found out, not the Justice Department. Well, see, I don't want to go through this and the trial. Well, I think this is good because now we can see. What we are seeing is how all of this was set in motion mm-hmm. from the uh, initial planning to the actual day of insurrection and to what happened to insurrection on the day of insurrection and what actually and how many people died and how it happened, which we would I mean, not get from a trial. Yeah. We wouldn't get that from a trial because it wouldn't be, it would be specific to the people that are being charged. Mm-hmm. So if they was to take Donald Trump, and try to charge him for this, they wouldn't be talking about all the people that died, but just on somebody else. But he would still be held responsible for that. Not under, not for murder, is what I'm saying. Like he would be charged for the insurrection because he caught, he got it moving. The people that killed those people would be charged with their murder. Well, he would be uh, he would be charged with conspiracy, which is the same amount of time. That's true. That's why I say I'm watching. I'm watching the Justice Department to see what they do because that's right. where the charges would come from. Congress can't do charges; they can only recommend. I just, uh, and I, and I get that, but I wish this was shorter so we can go right into a trial, mm-hmm. right into executing him. I want him to be executed. I mean, the only thing that Congress can do is, uh, um, you know, file sanctions, which is money. Mm. But they can't do charges. The Justice Department has to do charges. And if they charge him, that means he can't run. And I, I just need them to do that. I need mm-hmm. them. And I don't know what the Democrats are would have to do or 
what the public needs. And what I noticed was, you know, with these new shootings that have been happening, uh, a lot of um, a lot of congressmen have been complaining about the volume of calls and complaints and all that. But that's what needs to happen. That that is what needs to accompany you voting. Like reaching out to your representation and not just when you need something for yourself, but when things are happening, you have to use the power of those letters, of those phone calls, of going to their office. Like, and I'm not saying, you know, harass anybody, but you have a right, their office is a public space, meaning you have to be seen at some point. Mm-hmm. Like if you call, if you respond, somebody has to respond. And if enough people keep doing that, i.e. the black community, we keep on raising our voice in that way and stop complaining about our voice not counting. It doesn't count because you don't do shit beyond voting. Raising your, raising your voice. That's right. It. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. You raise your voice, you may vote, but more than likely, if you're raising your voice, you're not going to vote. It, so, it, it, I wish we get out of that, that mode of just saying, you know, voting is all you have to do. Your citizenship requires you to do a little bit more than that. Yeah, a lot more than that. Exactly. Voting is the minimum. And it's, if you're it's, not going to be a true, I mean, I mean, I know a lot of people that say, because I also say it, that I don't like this country. Right. Yeah. But I have to also back that up with what I want to improve for yeah. the country. In my own lane, what can I do to help this country be better? And if you're not get, asking yourself that, then you're not really doing anything. I still, I really still don't get people who don't vote. I don't, I really don't get it because those are the, typically the louder, loudest people, the mm-hmm. people who are not voting. They have the most to say, the most to complain about, are the biggest gripes, and yet you don't vote. And then you got to ask yourself, do you really have a right to complain when you didn't even put your um, your voting action? What was what was interesting to me over the weekend driving, I heard Mosby first campaign um, commercial. Mm-hmm. Do you think she's going to win this time? <laughs> Despite them trying to railroad her? The indication that she actually started, um, it gives me a, a better sign mm-hmm. because this is she should have been running ads all along, but she couldn't. But that's what I'm saying. This was what gives me an indication that she feels as though she's going to win her case, right? Because why run ads if you're going to be indicted, if you're already indicted and being prosecuted, and your trial is before the election? What and what is the scary part to me is she has not had to campaign as hard as I think she's going to have to come uh, campaign for this cycle. She has not had to do that. Mm-hmm. Most times, people are pissed that she. Who's she running elected. against? She's running against Theory, right? Isn't that her? Um, isn't Theory? He's running for a state's attorney instead of. Bro, the, the man who picked up the prostitute. I can't. And he is as fake as anything. I met him uh, when oh, he was Ivan Bates. Ivan Bates. Mm-hmm. Is that the role? Is what is he running for? 
they are running for state's attorney. Okay. Yeah. I first of all, Jerome, just um I need you to sit down because you've tried to run for every office mm. in this city and you've lost each one of them. Um so I don't know who's supporting him. Who uh Bearer? Yeah, I don't know who is supporting him. After being rejected once, I don't know why you keep running. Yeah, but he's you know he's run for mayor. I think he's run for comptroller. He's run. He wants to get something. I love the energy, but you're not right for anything. Or be a teacher. (laughs) Or be a teacher, or you know, or be a you know a lobbyist or something. Because he's good at talking. He should be a lobbyist. He really should be. Or he should Mm -hmm. he should be in radio or something. Because he will get you and you'll be talking for 10 hours. Yeah, Ivan Bates, Marilyn Mosby, Theru, I gotta and see somebody named Roya Hanna. I don't even know those people. It sounds like she gonna win again. Just based off of interest alone, I think she's gonna win again. I just, I hate how they real, they tried to get her Right before the election. Mm-hmm. Mm. Offer something, as, as you said, offer something that they don't even need to be concerned about, the insurance companies do. Right. And offer something that they would have to prosecute everybody for that ever purchased a home. Because we've, look, I'm about to admit something about myself, but I'm not going to do it. Uh-uh. Ooh. Well, I mean, that we've all I mean, every, done it. Everybody we, was affected. Anybody by the that pandemic. has purchased a home has done it because the rules for purchasing a home are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That debt, the um, what's it called? It's the debt ratio yeah. is really ridiculous because right. if you can pay rent on time every month for five years, you qualify. You should qualify to buy a house. If you were I mean, from and, rent. and typically the rent, especially the rent now, yes. is three, four times as much. And then it's it's also that typically rents are out outweigh what a mortgage would be. That's what I said. It's to normally about th- two or three times, if not four times a day. And that's not considered. But that, 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 the, the thing about the mortgage pro- of getting the mortgage process is that they don't take that into consideration that you already pay mortgage rates more than mortgage rates in your current environment. And that's not considered good credit. And that should be. That should be your credit basis, not your credit report, not your work, not anything. Is that you have a clear record of paying this certain amount of money for the past maybe five years, 10 years, whatever the case may be. That is what should get garner you a mortgage because you have already shown that you pay on time Way and more. are an effective participant in, in, in community. Mm-hmm. And that's not what's taken into consideration. They go off your credit report and all this other kind of stuff that has nothing to do with your home, you, you know, your home life. And that's why, and, and from what I've been reading, there have been way, the success rate of someone who, who can be a first time home buyer based off of somebody who does a rent-to-own, mm-hmm. they typically have better experiences with rent-to-own right. customers than they do with somebody who's trying to be a first-time buyer 
the regular way. Exactly. It's just that the rent the home thing, it, it, it doesn't give you the benefits of, along the way. Right. It doesn't give you the, but you don't have the same benefits. Like if you leave early, if you move out of that rent to own early before you finish your, your contract, you, you've lost all your money. All that money you don't get no, you don't yeah. have access to equity in your house or yeah. anything. You yeah. don't have no perks. You just paying this bill that, you know, at the end of your contract, you own this property, but you can't borrow against anything. Until you own it outright. Until you own it outright. And you I think you don't have access people, to none of the equity in a property. The owner I, still has it. But I think for some people that that's like a secured credit card. Like I think that's, that the, that's exactly what it would be. Right. You have no perks. Right. But, but you, I think you, it, you are the the listed seem to be yeah. owner. Yeah, but I think it is still because there is a perk. You're building your credit at that point. You know, for some people who just don't have, who've never established. Who don't have good credit? I think it's yeah, but I think I think if you are becoming a first-time homeowner, I believe that your rental history should play a part. Yeah, because that should be the qualifying factor on why you should be considered to own a home. Because you already the banks know that your mortgage isn't going to be as much as your rent. The banks know that. The the creditors know that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. even. Even if they could get your credit history put on the credit, on your credit, on Equifax right. and all that kind of stuff, it should be considered when you're considered that, that debt ratio. Because it's yeah. the debt ratio that considers you a, um, a good purchaser. And that should be, and that's the same reason why people are fighting to get, say, like your utilities be a mm-hmm. part of your credit scoring. Yeah. Because you're paying these things on a monthly basis. And, and that's and not, rec- and not get no benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's something that's current versus the debt you owe with something from the past. Right, mm-hmm. and one hospital bill. If you got right. one hospital bill in it, it could disqualify you from getting a mortgage. Mm-hmm. And then you got to go through all these credit repairs for no reason, because they'll tell you that this credit report, it really doesn't really matter, but they don't like to see it on there. And then that's the reason why they denied you. Because they don't I just, like I remember, scene. so when I was really young, I went through the process and I just remember how hard it was. And it was strictly, the, the lady told me it was because of my age. It was because of my age. I had a really nice job had a nice amount of money saved up. But because of my age, that was the thing that kept the process going on. I eventually got it. But the hell, it felt like hell. It felt like I was answering more questions twice. Mm. Like it, it felt like the process just kept repeating itself. But it, it should not be. I understand why it's such a complicated, drawn out process because they want to make sure you make good on with the money. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it is so. Dist- more people would do it if it was not a. A, a, as bad of a process. The second time I went through with it, it was a rent-to-own situation. And it was strictly because my landlord decided they didn't want the house anymore. Mm-hmm. And because I was I was in school full-time, it was like, I already went through this process. I'm not going through this again. So it was like a, a what do they call it? A private or a closed deal uh, directly with the landlord. Uh, a direct sale. And it was really just, it, it felt easier. And the fact that when I wanted to leave, I was able to leave. 
and it it wasn't any penalties. It wasn't, you know, it was money spent. The money mm -hmm. I spent would have been rent money anyway. So it it just it it was it all worked out. And I think it, the difference is if I do that in the middle of a mortgage, my credit, my finance, everything is devastated. And I, I think that should be a process that many people go to. So when you get your second home, maybe you go through the process to, as a first time home buyer, but you've already established certain things by that, by that, by that point where the mm -hmm. process isn't as hard and you know the, you know the routine. But yeah, I, but back, I, we, I got all the way over here from the uh, January 6th committee. I, I just want justice to happen. I need justice to happen. And I, I don't, I, I think it will help when people are saying, if the outcome of this hearing isn't in his favor or the group of people involved's favor, we may have another January 6th um, catastrophe. And that's probably just the people who did the first one, putting that out there, you know, mm -hmm. as a fear tactic. But I believe it. If it happened on January 6th, it can happen any other day of the year. And and I don't think um, I don't think we're prepared. I mean, even though they probably had knowledge of it happening, I don't understand how they had prior knowledge. Well, they they said they were putting it out on the internet, so that's how they got handle of it but i just i don't think that they thought it would be i think they thought it would be like black lives matter or something of that nature where it was just a protest i don't think they ever thought that they would actually storm the capitol mm -hmm. but the the way some of these these senators and such are defending it like no it was just it was just a tour of the capitol no they had footage of senators, right? <laughs> they had a, a footage of senators in the upper part of the chambers uh, hiding, still hiding because they could not get out in time. Mm -hmm. You know, they had footage of them pushing them out of the door. You know, Pence. You know, I I think I feel sorry for him. One because he put all. Well, I really don't because he knew Trump was evil and he was just going along so he could be the next president at some point. Mm -hmm. But but he turned on his own vice president. And then they play, I, I think I was looking at some recap of the hearings from this week and they play the, the speech that took him hours to make. Remember it took him to four o'clock that day to make the speech? Oh yeah, that's how people to start local home. Right? But he didn't start with, hey, you all need to go home. It's it's been enough. You've done enough damage, so on and so He started with how the election was rigged. Mm -hmm. That alone should be, we don't even need him to testify. That alone should be his his message. Dereliction of duty. Dereliction of duty. Right. They said it took him forever. And he never, he never even called in the National Guard. They said Mike Pence is the one who called in the National Guard mm -hmm. and called in the local uh, police force. It was him who did that. Now, I, 
I don't give him a pat on the back because that is your job if your president is not is being, you know, early. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if he's causing a, a damn insurrection, you're supposed to jump in and do that. You know, your life was just on the line. I need to hear more from him. I wonder if they're gonna get him to testify. Oh my as the, do you think he'll come? I don't I don't think he's gonna be I think everybody that's set to testify has already set because they already have his lawyer. Even in the trial? Oh, in the trial, possibly, but I doubt it. Um, but they already had Mike Pence's lawyer, which had every, that that's basically everything. Because mm-hmm. he has to come I, with the legal the legal jargon to defend Pence, his client. <laughs> but I think is if hearing from Mike Pence directly. In terms of all that he had to do, uh, and how he felt, and how everything went down, that would yeah, mm-hmm. right? Because they basically went there to kill My Pelosi best. and Pence. Mm-hmm. They had they had every intention on taking down Pelosi and Pence, and I think My it was best. the other speaker, the Speaker of the House, I believe. That's Pelosi. Pelosi, yes, yeah, Speaker, the Speaker of the House, I believe. <laughs> It's just if they if they can't find a way to make this man all this stuff stick, I'm not even gonna say he's guilty because we all can clearly see based off his actions for those four years that he was guilty. But I, I can't understand how they can't get it to stick. Like, how do you not get it to stick? All these people are are pleading the fifth and refusing to testify or adhere to a federal um what would they call it um to get them in support I, I can't believe that they're allowed to do that and and not have to testify but mm. are you talking to summits yeah the summit like a federal summit mm-hmm. that's that's followed by a court if you if the state you I still go back to that my first time on jury duty and somebody had broken into my house and um, my door was broken into. So I had to wait until somebody could come and fix the, fix the door. And uh, the uh, sheriff called me and said, if I'm not in that courtroom within 45 minutes, he would be sending um, a sheriff out to get me. But you can't get this mother. Wait a minute. So you, but you, you must have been already selected for a jury. Yeah, this was the. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say they're gonna do that for you if you just got your jury letter. You had to be on a jury for them to send the sheriff out to get you. And I try everything in the world not to be on that jury. Everything. (laughs) Everything. It just was very inconvenient. I was in a show at the same time, and it was hard. I was supposed to travel, so I had to. Let go of job. I had to leave my house wide open. I lived off of Garrison Boulevard. You know how dangerous that is any time of day? <laughs> he told me if I'm not in that courtroom within 45 minutes, when I walked in the courtroom, everybody was looking at me. And I was like, these gang members are going to kill me because now they know who I am. They see me walk through this. And it's not like a back way you could go to so they don't know who was late. I had to walk through the courtroom back to the um, chambers for the jurors. Mm-hmm. 
So if I had to go do that, I don't understand why he doesn't have to testify or some of these senators or, you know, people on his team doesn't have to testify. I need them to go pick them up, give them the same phone call. If you don't show up, we go come pick you up. And that's typically how it works. If you're being summoned and you don't come, summons and you don't come, but I guess they get this privilege. And what is what? another thing that's interesting, all the people who they have records of calling the White House trying to get a party. Like yeah. that was the hilarious part of. So this is guilt. This is this is guilt. These people are guilty. So I Pretty wonder much. how many of them are still going to have to do time, even though they are being forced to testify. I just want to see him. I just, I just want to see him um, go down. I don't even care about the go down part. I just want to see him walking with handcuffs on. <laughs> that's that's gonna be devastating. He's not gonna be able to PR his way out of that. But all his children are gonna have excuse and they're gonna be crying how we've treated their father. Mm-hmm. But that's the life we live. All I care about is school being out for the summer. That's all I care about right now. And Trump going to jail. Those are my two biggest. Um, any, I'm trying to see if there's any other news. Well, you can do that while you're at commercial. For news? Look up stuff while you go to commercial. First of all, you're not for, um, I said it in a very politically correct way. You have to tell people I didn't have anything. Well, look at commercial break. Well, let's go to commercial. <laughs> oh, I thought we was going to commercial. Out of control. Apparently not. I do have a story, though. I'm interested in this. Because they canceled because we had a snow day. Our regular classes were canceled. Right. But because we had a syllabus, we knew what work we still had to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. I, I, you know, I just, went, I, you know, just giving those examples though, because what if, that, like I said, the, using still using a kid with mono. What if he went into surgery? He missed that day's you, lesson. Why, why Tomorrow he's recovering. <laughs> 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 you But see, that's you. You Nobody wouldn't care about school. I mean, me, a learner, somebody that likes to learn. I would care about school. I would want to catch up on my education. I don't want to fall behind. You in the hospital for two weeks falling behind on behind everybody else. All your friends are behind. I don't want to be that person. You can be the dummy. I don't want to be the dummy. Clearly, that's not my thing. Um, you're supposed to be learning about mono. <laughs> I already learned about mono. It's in my throat. I got it. Ooh, I don't need it. Listen here. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, bitches. I don't have mono. Is what I'm saying. I was talking about my example. Listen, I'm going to do all you motherfuckers. All you motherfuckers get ready to get muted. Let me tell you that right now. I better hear that as a promo next week. Because you ain't got it in your throat. Oh, shit. That's why you ain't got it in your throat. 
That's why I was saying. That's why. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, y'all. Body got mono in his throat. What about there, body? What about there? Oh, shit. <laughs> now, the question is, where'd you get it from? That's the question. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> When I saw you, this station is out of control. This has been a weird time. This, mm. this, this is me. Where's, where's your cousin at? Mimi, I have no idea. I haven't talked to her in a couple months. Mm. That girl, something is, oh. That girl Just is. Just turn around, she's talking about, I'm coming back. Whatever, girl. To be what? Her show. Yeah, whatever. Put your makeup on on camera. Like, no, <laughs> this. Uh-uh, no. None of those antics. Her and Jungle. Mm. At least Jungle was prepared. <laughs> for a light-skinned guy, he was really prepared. <laughs> Not for a light-skinned guy. <laughs> I saw him the other day. I was going to throw my word about him while I was going to throw my Oh, did you see the um, Mike Lindell? Who? Mike Lindell, like Mike Lindell, the uh, My Pillow guy. No, he's um, they pulled all his pillows out of Walmart. So what? So is that because he was he was um, pro Trump? Thinking so, I'm thinking so. They'll get everybody but Trump. <laughs> Everybody but Trump. He is now like he uh, now likens them to um, Nazi Germany. <laughs> kind of comparison that is, but this is weird. It's weird. It's weird how they go get everybody around him, but him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's weird how people are still supporting him, seeing that they're getting everybody around him, but. Him. He's only concerned with him and his children. And I really think he'll still put himself before his children. He'll watch all three of his children go to jail before he go to jail. I want them to get on. I guess I want them to treat this like it's a cocaine case. All conspiracy theories to the side. And they just go get a, a, a conspiracy because they all were in there. Ivanka's going to jail because she slept with him, so I know he told her things that night. His son's going to jail, the young one. They're going to put him in juvenile hall because he lived in the same house. He knew what was going on. His three older children, they're going to jail. The only one that's going to be safe is the one he really don't care about, his oldest daughter. But the rest of them, they're going to jail. They're going to jail. I want the butler 
that was his his main butler in the White House. I wanted to go to jail. I want the person who was his driver, his security detail, all go to jail. They knew what was going on, and they let it happen. But um, I want, I'm not going to talk about them. I'm, I said I'm, I'm not talking about Monique. I'm not talking about Monique. But however, speaking of comedians that are going wild, um, I'm not talking about Monique's sister. Um, I know that lady too. She spoke out against Monique, but I'm not. I'm not talking about that. I'm going to talk about um, Kirk Franklin and his son. Uh, we are privately trying to address some of those things. Kirk Franklin speaks on where he stands with his son Sean Kiran. Uh, following his arrest. So apparently he's being accused of murder. I believe it was a murder. As a Quran exposed his father by sharing a recorded clip from their private conversation on Instagram and the audio clip the Grammy winning. Why they gotta add all that artist can be heard screaming in and use the profane language. Uh, making statements like, before I put my foot up your ass. So this was the beginnings of it. We had heard heard rumors of it before, that he didn't have the best relationship with his son from his first marriage. Um, but it's all been put out there on a bad boys club. Um, and his son is, uh, I believe he's still arrested. He's still in jail. Um, he was Recently on The Breakfast Club and DJ Emmy asked uh, if the two had healed from their incident. Kirk saying he historically had tried to keep our journey with our son and his state of private family a matter, uh, a private family member. Um, he said, I love my son and we've been here for many, many years. I've done everything that I could to try to help him for many, many, many years. Did you get to watch The Bad Boys Club? I've never even heard of it. You got to watch it. It's, it's a group of men. They're not all gay. I assume that they all were gay. But if, I think it was like two of them that was, two or three of them that wasn't gay. And I think one of them was kind of like a little bit of everything. And then the other ones were gay. Mm -hmm. And it was Andrew Caldwell. It was the uh, where the money resides. It was the, the, the boy from Love and Hip Hop that um, exposed the boyfriend who was supposed to be straight. He's on, I think his name Milan. Um, and I don't really know any of the other guys on there. I, I don't know where they come from, um, but, um, but they were probably like social media and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But this show is a shit show. If you think the regular reality shows or something, you got to watch this one. And because of where all these individual guys are coming from, and then it was Kirk Franklin's son, and there's a couple more guys on there. But because of where these guys are coming from, you know them from something on social media or something. None of them, to me, are seemingly talented in any direction, but they are more social media style people. But this show, I only got through one episode. I couldn't watch anymore. Mm -hmm. I saw clips of the other episodes, but I couldn't watch anymore. It was 
It was too much. I think Andrew Caldwell got kicked off at some point. He left, but they really were saying he was kicked off. And it was just fighting and like real fights. You know, when the guys get to fighting, it'd be worse than when the girls are fighting, but because they normally break it up. But these, it was like they wasn't, it was like it was security, but it wasn't security at the same time. It was just a lot. And Kirk Franklin's son, he was a part of it. Him, him and Milan had a lot of argument. But for him, it was more so, I guess he was put on there to spill his father's tea and, and to expose his father. And, and um, you just don't be thinking that celebrities have these types of issues, but I guess they're human too. But I just would do anything in my power to keep my son off of this platform, like make amends with him before he goes and spills all the church business on his father. And I believe that his probably he's probably going to be asked to be on other shows now. This was his first, like, outside of him going on his social media page, this was his first platform like this. <clears throat> and I think they're going to ask this boy to do interviews. And once he get out of jail, of course, uh, because I think he's been alleged to have been a part of a murder um, and they're blaming him, which is probably just him being around the wrong people at the wrong time. And they're criticizing Kirk Franklin because they're saying Kirk Franklin isn't trying to help him out of this situation. But why would he? He just exposed my whole life. So why would I help him out? But I think we're going to hear a little bit more about, a lot more actually, about Kirk Franklin as... Um, um, goes on. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the red table talk. Do you like Do you like Jada Pinkett, or are you one of the people that think she's a narcissist and she's evil? And do you understand why they blaming her for so much? I I, I do. I love Jada Pinkett actually, and I, I'm so sick of people blaming, blaming this grown woman for this grown man's actions. But even, I mean, he just slapped somebody. That's what, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And it's gone so far to say that he didn't do the slap on his own. He did it because of her. She right? looked at him. She gave him the eye and that gave him Regardless the of what she gave him, Allegedly. He made the decision to do it and risked his own set of, of, I of think, items. I think, he put his own set of items at risk. You can't blame her for his option to get up and go slap somebody. That's not even, fair. But even, even if he did, this was intentional, he planned it. Wilson has never been in trouble for anything other than the Janet Hubert situation. He's never really had any stain on his record other than that. And he made it. And neither did she besides this August thing. And yeah. neither did she. But again, and you know what's weird to me? How people are choosing what parts of this to talk about. Mm -hmm. And they never talk about the fact that Jada or Will never said anything. No, and never, and, and will never say anything. So talk, it's like, talk all you want. Right. But we've made it. Right. We made it and, and we're not going nowhere. So
So yep. y'all can talk while y'all want. We still gonna make money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And it's and I like that approach when you don't have to answer questions. I don't have to give you anything. And they because- did, they, and, but they still did though. They still, because I think Will Smith has started this journey of being very transparent because he, I guess it was part of his healing process. If you his watch growth, doctor, it's actually a part of, I don't think right. it's a healing process. I think it's his growth. Did you read the book yet? His book? Mm-hmm. No. They have the audio version. If you... Oh no, I, I didn't even know he had a book, but I'm glad you said yeah, that. He had a book. And it really, it explains all that is happening right now. Mm-hmm. And, and very, very much so in detail about where he is in life. But there was a documentary. But you can see that too. But you can also see that in his travels yeah. that he's trying to build a bigger, um, yeah. I don't want to call it spiritual, but he's trying to build a bigger um, presence in himself. Right. Well, that's so the, there was a documentary that was leading up to the book coming out that he did not get to finish because it became too much for him. So you already saw that there was a lot going on. And it started out with him gaining weight and having to lose weight for a role. And that started the journey of the documentary, which turned out to be more about the book and his relationships with people. He talked a lot about, you know, the issue with Janet Hubert. And if she forgave him, I think... And, but they also forget, too, that, you know, and I'm sorry to cut you, I need to cut you off, but in the, in the process of all of that, they forget that him and Chris Rock didn't have the best of relationships. But they, I believe they were friends, and they they I were friendly, they, right? And I think this was a, a but this wasn't the first time he had to check Chris Rock on what he said out of his mouth. Mm. That's when what we forget. I don't recall the first time it wasn't a public thing. It was something yeah. that he actually mentioned in passing, like this isn't the first time. Or check not just Chris Rock, but or check a comedian about what they say, and they want to come to him to work with him. Well, and, but but I. I gathered all of this because this mm. wouldn't have got nobody would get that mad and click off in that way if I didn't tell. If you it was just a simple before. joke, exactly. If it was just a simple joke, because I, I think I, he could have laughed. He still could have laughed off. Right, but I, the, he tried to laugh. He tried, but the fact that you just kept the fact that that Chris Rock, if you watch, if you were watching it, he opened up by saying, "Data, I love you," and then everything else see, after that was a shit show. Exactly. But and initially, like I said, when we was first talking about this, when it first happened, though, Mm -hmm. this is, you know, this is the disrespect that he was trying to counter with his own documentary and then still did it Mm -hmm. to another black woman. But you did a whole documentary. Yeah. Or stop disrespecting black women about their hair. Don't extra touch it. Don't da 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 da. But ben is and no, then ben you ben did is it no anyway. Already laid that out in another the same platform years ago. You already did this. Why wait till they come back? You and be a hypocrite because she was actually he said something about her in the documentary. If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she then turned around to be a hypocrite. Was she a part of it. That's what I said. I think I'm remembering her being a part of it or something or said something about her in, in the documentary or like our picture, her image came up or something like that yeah. about her hair. Yeah. Well, but no, if we she, all recall, could yeah. recall back, even back in the days of low down, dirty shame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think she has been suffering from that 
infliction for quite a while, but was probably undiagnosed because her hair was always thin. Even when it was really short, it was really thin. You could see straight through to her scalp. Well, that's that's one of the reasons they, you know, I just think it was undiagnosed. They wear their hair that short. The mm -hmm. same thing, and, and ironically, her and Tony Braxton are, are really good friends. Exactly. And and that's one of the reasons why Tony Braxton would keep her hair cut short, her real hair would be cut short. Because it was very thin and fine. Because all the medication she was taking was thin in her hair. Mm -hmm. So there's got to be something that she's talked about amongst her friends and you know, it's it's she something. Did, yeah, she mentioned that when she was doing when they was she was going for the roller low down dirty shade, they wanted her hair longer. But yeah. she was like, My hair's not gonna grow longer. It's not, yeah. it's just gonna yeah. be thin like this. And I and I, I wanna say I wanna say that was her that was part of her story in that movie. I wanna say that was, I, I think in Low Down Dirty Shame, I think it was when Peaches. No, I'm talking no, I'm talking about in terms of her being a part of Chris Rock's oh, oh, Chris documentary. Rock's I want to say that that's what it was a part of. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. I mean, but even a little down dirty shame when her and when um Jada and Peaches was talking about perms. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just it, and it was like, and I think it was something about um because Peaches <laughs> left the perm in too long. Yeah, yeah. But I I think no Peaches had left his perm in too long. That's what I'm talking about. Peaches left his perm yeah. in too long, and but his I, head was fried. <laughs> But I really, it, it's, it's almost like people want to hate her. And when and I this don't hate get for it. her come I out? I don't get that. Like, why do long, you want to hate her? Why do you keep saying that she's the narcissist? Her, she's they been married. Be the, they want her to be the loud, ghetto one when we first met her. That's what, That's they what I always think it's trying, they're trying to bring in her, that, that she has the Baltimore infliction. That's what I keep trying, that's what keeps so how in dare my she? How dare she try to be anything other than this guy right. girl. But she's been rich for more than 20 years. So how you you can't bring her back. Thing. She may not have had the blockbuster success that her husband has gotten, but she's been a part, she was just a part of girl trip. That's what I'm saying. She's been rich for more than 25. I, I said 20 years, but it's actually been more than 25 years that she's been a wealthy woman. Her right, her and Will Smith have produced a number. <laughs> Of things that we yeah. love on TV, they are mil They are the ultimate millionaires. If they're not the top of their game in movies in right. cinema, they she are. She was one close. of the producers of. She was one, so she had every right to be there that night. Right. She had every right. She, she was in the matrix, so she was invited. That's why right. she was one of the producers of his movie. <laughs> she was one of the executive producers of that movie. Mm -hmm. So well, the Matrix, they, they invited her because she was in the Matrix, even though the Matrix wasn't nominated for anything. But she was invited because she was in a motion picture that year. Two of them, because she was just the same thing that uh, Jennifer Hudson just got EGOT status for. Mm -hmm. But even though that was a play, this she did the same thing for his movie that right. won all these awards. She wasn't just, I mean, they like to say that she was just Will Smith's guest. But no, she was actually invited because she was in a motion picture that year. It's like they want them to just get divorced. They just want this to be ugly. And she's they a voting, she was always a voting member. And she still is. And she still is because she didn't get any penalties on her, only Will. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and it's, it's weird. But you know what? Nobody ever spoke about that. Because nobody even thought that she would be a voting member. Why not? Mm -hmm. She's been a producer for years. Yeah. 
soon as you're nominated, you can almost become a voting member. But. Right, but she, but she, uh, she's been a she was a producer on many of the things that Wilton has done. Mm -hmm. She's been she was a producer of many of the TV shows that neither one of them were on. Mm -hmm. Like they, they really short and I, it's almost like they want to hate her, like they blame her. And it's just narrative about Tupac. But you know, it's, it's hypocritical too. It's a lot of hypocrisy in that because they want her to be something that she's not. But they want her, they say she is emasculating him, oh. which is impossible because either, how do you want her to be? Either you want her to be able to tell him what to do or not. To emasculate him is for her to tell him what to do at all times. That would be emasculating. But if he got up and did it on his own, That's now you want her to rein. Now you want her to be the one to rein him in, and him sling our little ass across that room. And then <laughs> he really gonna be under the jail. <laughs> so you wanted her to be up there dragging him by his feet to get him off the stage, and yet right. rein him in, but not emasculate him in the process. How does that work? It's just, it's just, it's sad. It's really sad in how we we talk about each other. But I'm just recognizing how people are connecting dots that aren't even connectable yeah. or which is my thing i don't understand how they even came to the conclusion that this is all because of Tupac. but this is a this is an almost 30 year marriage and no one can identify i mean i'm, I'm almost no one can identify with a 30-year marriage in hollywood mm -hmm. Almost no one. I think the only other person that can identify with that is Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple. And Denzel. And Denzel. Denzel. And what's the other guy? Um, Lawrence Fishburne. Not Lawrence Fishburne. The other one. The one that Uncle Rufus. Is that his Ooh, name? Uncle Rufus. Samuel Jones. Samuel oh, Samuel L. Jackson. Him and his wife been together for right. years. Those are the only people that can identify with, you know, surviving the Hollywood curse of staying together. And even, in the, and they're not giving them credit on the fact that they had that altercation with August and survived it. But they wasn't even together. They were separated at the time. But they weren't legally separated. But they survived it, though. They weren't legally yeah. separated. But that's one of the things that they said when they both came, when they both did that. That they were going through issues. But, right, it was, but, they, but one thing that Will Smith was smartly, yeah. Will Smith always said is that it, nothing that ever happens in our marriage will lead to divorce. They are, this is final. And she agreed right. with them. I'm not marrying nobody else. I'm married to this man. Whatever happens, we'll deal with they it as a couple. They don't believe it because but they why, can't believe I don't understand why that is not a factor in, in everybody else's thought process. Because it's these not. Are, it's, they're it's saying not. we're together forever. This is it for us. Because most of those people have never even seen that type of love in their own lives. Exactly. So why would you, and then somebody from Philly, from Baltimore, how the fuck they gonna make it for mm -hmm. almost 30 years? And I can't even get a, somebody to propose to me. Because I don't know what I, I don't know what that human nature is, where everybody believes that they identify, they can identify with other people's lives. You can't identify because everybody got to make their make their marriage work for them, not for I you just, and not for the audience. I just I just commented on somebody's post, 
And I was like, y'all don't even know these people. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I was just looking at, um, and you know, I, I never defend Steve Harvey because I can't stand his teeth. But <laughs> I was just um, looking at um, some comments on, he was talking to um, a military officer. She was a high up. And mm -hmm. The military woman, she came in and asked him for his advice on how to deal with her husband, who always throws the fact that he's also in the military, but he's at a lower rank. He's like an officer, an officer, and she's a lieutenant, a lieutenant colonel. And when she asked him to do something around the house, when she asked her husband to do something around the house, he always throws her position in her face for the reason why he doesn't want to do it. You can't boss me around because just because you are a colonel in the uh, you know in the armed forces, that's not you, you know. And so she said, he said to her, "That's just his way of trying to get out of doing what you asked him to do. Stay persistent on what you want him to do. It'll all work out. Do y'all love each other?" She said, "Yes." Is that going to make y'all break up? She said, "No." Then just stay on him. I mean, it's just a give and take in a marriage that you're going to have to stay on your husband. If you want him to take the trash out, you're going to have to stay. That was the advice she gave him. Then you go into the comments and the comments was like, I would never take any um, advice from Steve Harvey. And I wouldn't either. But at the same time, he was not wrong. Yeah. And giving her that advice, if she's not going to leave him and you still want him to do something, you're going to have to press him. But he wasn't wrong. But they was like, well, he only he been married three different, different times. Yes, he's been married three different times because he wanted to get it right. It's the same thing. It's the same thing that I think that's happening with Monique. People would rather see her single and to allow her husband to be her manager. Mm -hmm. Oprah said it to her. Uh, 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 what's his name? Um, but that's because Oprah they don't want to deal with the hard questions that the husband has. That's a that's a scare tactic. You're scared to deal with her husband because her husband's going to ask the questions that she's not going to ask. Um, and, and Monique said it. Monique said, "I've gotten the best deals of my life. I've gotten a uh, uh, um, uh, Emmy, uh, M, not an Emmy." Because you tend Oscar, to not do what's best for yourself. You tend to do what's best for whatever project you're working on, and that's not always what's best for you. Yeah. And you need that extra person, whether it's your husband or your manager, to actually work on behalf of you and not work on behalf of the project. Because yeah. you don't want to have to survive the project, even if the project fails. But that's but it, it's just weird to me that you keep seeing these situations and and it, it is this it's weird. It's weird to hear people make comments about people and not care how it affects. And I, I think that's a very black thing to do. Where we are, where we are the type of people that will go out and bully somebody and then get pissed off when that person speaks up for themselves or speaks out on themselves, mm -hmm. speak out on what you're doing to them. Like we we are a, a delusion people that you could do whatever you want to do to me and I'm not supposed to do anything back. Mm -hmm. I'm not supposed to buck up. And that that takes me, and I wasn't gonna talk about Monique, but that takes me to this DL Hughley situation. Because we, it's clear that this, whatever has happened to them, happened as a result of Monique. Well, I'm, I'm just saying he wasn't her friend to begin with. Her going on to his show, and it wasn't him. She, Monique honestly said, D.L. Hickley wasn't even there. But it was how he responded to her calling him saying, hey, this happened on your show today. Can you get them to erase that or not to air that? Now, it never aired because we never even knew about it. But clearly, 
and 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 I don't. I, I want to say this clearly. I don't agree with Monique bringing up his daughter. I don't agree with that, Monique. I think you were wrong for that, Monique. I think you need to adjust how you. Everything doesn't have to be a. I, I got to get them before they get me, or I got to get them because they got me. I think you need to state your arguments as you have been on your platform. That's that's why. So now she's about to get a settlement from Netflix. And of course, everybody's saying, well, you know, only time people settle is when they just want stuff to stop. No, Netflix would not have given, would not have caved in to give a settlement if they didn't feel that they were wrong. And to settle is to admit wrongdoing. But just and not publicly. People, and most people have conveniently said, well, that's not what settling is. It, it but, is. Settling no, is no. to uh, admit wrongdoing without exactly. doing it publicly. And then and I've I've said this whole time, if they were if Netflix was so like fuck Monique, why were they still playing both of her she has a, a shows. shows. Her show is now on Netflix, the Parkers is on mm-hmm. Netflix. And two of her stand-ups, the Queens of Comedy, which she is a part of, and her stand-up special she did in a jail. She mm. did a, a stand-up yeah. in a jail. Sounds. Both of them are, you are right. Both of them are, all three of them are still on Netflix. Right. So they if money is in pay her the money that those things are reaching. And to settle and to exchange money, meaning you paid somebody is the admission yeah. in itself. Because right. you're paying me as yeah. an admission to your guilt. But not publicly because of the settlement. But so this takes me to so I, I didn't want to spend a lot of time on Monique because I just I love Monique. Monique is like Jada Pinkett is so Baltimore mm-hmm. that I just root for them because they got. And that, is it, but isn't that interesting that it seems like Baltimore is the 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 running theme? Yep. Jada Pinkett Smith. And Monique, the controversy is the controversy is that y'all not going to out talk us. Nope. Nope. And Jada Pinkett's mode is that I'm not going to talk to you because you don't mean shit to me. And that's and that's (laughs) and Monique is like you're not going to out talk me, bitch. You're not. And they both. That's the thing. That's the Baltimore theme is that you might think you're right, but I'm gonna prove that you're wrong. Yeah. And they just got two ways of doing it. And that's what I get. For, they got two different ways of doing it because that's mm-hmm. what I get from Jada Pinkett. You're not going to run me. So and I'm not going to allow you to tell me that I'm emasculating my husband <laughs> because I'm never going to respond to you. But Period. I just... And I know he can't do it right now. And there's supposed to be an interview that he's done after this, since this all happened. And I, I, part of me wants to watch it, but I'm not a person that can watch a train wreck. I'm just not a person. I, I can't do it. But interesting enough, you know, going back to Monique and how she she tried to spotlight these situations that was happening in, in terms of comedic, comedy, comics not getting their just desserts in terms of Netflix and other streaming sites. And one of the names that came up was Amy Schumer. And everybody thought, Monique, come on now, Amy Schumer, she ain't funny, but she earning her way, and she doing what she doing, and she got what she got. Because Amy Schumer she is hilarious. Amy Schumer? Amy Schumer is hilarious. I don't see it. Um, 
I he's very, I'm not, but see, I'm not into self-deprivation. Especially her show. The um the show she used to have on um Comedy Central. Are you talking about Amy Schumer or Chelsea Handler? I'm talking about Amy Schumer. Okay. So I'm not I, I don't like that brand of humor where it's self-deprecating. I'm not really uh, that's not funny to me. And that's all I've seen her do. She just talk about how ugly she is, how, how fat she is. And it's just not... That's not all she talks about. I mean, she does do that a guy. But that's not all yeah, she talks about. But that's all I hear when I see her, though. I don't really... any Anything that she do in between it is always outweighed by her self-deprecation. But, uh, interesting enough, in a recent interview, Amy Schumer had a lot to say about Tiffany Haddish. And she and and it it was very white woman ish. It was very Karen ish. I'll say it that way. And she felt and 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 this is what I got from what she said. She she made they asking her a question about why you know she doesn't. I don't even know what the how did how did they even get on Tiffany Haddish, but she brought up Tiffany Haddish behavior being a problem in terms of her comparing uh, her, uh, Tiffany Haddish, to her and Chelsea Handler. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're not boastful about what they got and what they, because they've had to compete with men in this field for so long that they couldn't, they weren't able to be boastful. Which is very interesting. And they brought up the example of when the, the the uh, the interviewer kind of kind of shaded uh, Tiffany a little bit, and Tiffany came back and said, "This is what rich looks like. These are labels. These are expensive. This is what wealth looks like." And they, from that, that's what they gathered, you know. But it was interesting that Amy Schumer is the one who brought this up, and she said it in a very smug way. <clears throat> and and the one thing she said was, "Well." The 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 interviewer who was interviewing Amy Schumer said, "Well, I think I think she's done very well for herself. I think she's done very good. You know, I don't see that as a problem. I just and Amy Schumer came back and said, "Well, how how has that been working out for her? As if she knows something that Tiffany doesn't know, or because these things have happened to her, it's automatically going to happen." to Tiffany. People love Tiffany because she looks like their young aunt or their little sister or their big... Like, she comes across with that energy. I didn't see anything about what she said is boastful. I saw her checking the lady who tried to comfort her. And her, I, I don't like... What yeah, because what I'm, I'm reading it now, and she said... Um, here's the quote. Because somebody else... I don't know who this person Lemon is. This is Don Lemon. Hold on. Oh, Don Lemon. Okay, Don Lemon. So Don Lemon brought up, I love Tiff. Lemon mm -hmm. said in defense of the girl strip star. And then it says, I, uh, this is what Amy Schumer said. I love Tiff too. She's incredible. She had a huge meteoric rise. I'm wondering if people are going to be pissed at her. For being boastful. First of all, this happened over a month ago, a couple months ago. Ain't nobody talking about it but you. You took offense to it. Mm -hmm. She was telling you what wealth looks like. You know, and, and I, I hate when stuff like this happens because 
Monique just was talking about this, but not directing it at Amy Schumer, but she was talking about pay gaps and how is it just, you know, a big gap between white women and black women. And for all we know, in sense and purposes, you and, uh, what's her name? Chandler or Chandler, whatever her name is. Okay, so here's what it says, um, the rest of this. It says, Shima recently appeared on the shot with um, yeah. LeBron James, Don Lemon, Fat Joe, and others where discussions around race, gun violence, and women's rights took place. Uh, there was a point where Lemon stressed the importance of Black vulnerability in the media when Schumer interjected. Mm -hmm. um, the train restaurant went on to explain her love for Lil' Kim, but also felt like the rapper downplays a part of herself publicly for the sake of her career. Schumer says she and other female comedians like Chelsea Handler and Moms Mabley have to make jokes about being a drunk or a fat whore to be well-received by, by the public. But when Lemon countered her argument and mentioned Tiffany Haddish as a female comedian who was breaking the mold and not doing that, Schumer took shot, uh, Schumer shot back. And it says... Um, how is that working out for her? But how is that going for her? She yeah. asked. I'm really asking. This is. I'm really asking this. That's what she emphasized. Mm. And that's what it says. The quote says, but how is that going for her? She asked. I'm really asking this. I'm really asking this. She said it twice. I'm, I'm, she emphasized it. And then that's when Don Lemon said, I love Tiff. And then that's when she responded. I love Tiff too. She's incredible. She had a huge meteoric rise. I'm wondering if people are going to get pissed at her for not staying with the status quo or talking about what you said, the self-deprecating thing. But that's, that's, that was a big part of Tiffany's story. She told stories about her life. Right. And Initially. Yeah. Good. And she tried. And now she's trying to get out of doing that, which right. is not wrong, which is not a problem. She's already but told it's, the story. It's, it's she wrote a book. Right. But for her whole thing was she didn't know how to read. Mm -hmm. You know, she had to toe the line of being a sexy comedian that was homeless, mm -hmm. that couldn't tell nobody she was homeless. Like a lot, a big part of hers was self deprecating. But like you said, she's trying to remove herself and go to a different caliber, like Monique did. Monique yeah, because now that's why she now talks about, I'm rich now. Right. And I think, but unfortunately, and I, and I, uh, some of my artist friends, I tell them what you're doing right now, white people looking at that shit and they seeing that you're disrespecting your black fellow black artists or black community just to fit in with theirs. And they see you doing this. They're not going to say nothing, but they will treat you as they will treat you accordingly because they know you're trying. And you're working towards that. And I and I don't like the way, I, I, first of all, I think they all should have checked her in that moment because the black community is already coming at Haddish's neck. Look at little Cat Williams or Blue Nell. They've all tried to do this to her. Here's what's interesting. One of the commenters said, uh, when this first came out, so they, they, uh, this article is posted with the comment said, right? Mm -hmm. So one comment said, they continue to show the privilege and don't care. Actually, I, and see, I disagree with that because um, Amy was poor. She grew up poor in New York right. <laughs> and, uh, and Jewish. So they add that on top of that, poor and Jewish. 
Mm-hmm. And that's not a thing that's common to be poor and Jewish. Right. <laughs> well, if, if you're in New York, it, it, it may be or is extreme. It, that is right. That being poor and Jewish in New York is an extreme. Right. Because yeah. they make money in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other comment says, why is she on this platform? Ain't she traumatized by wealth? Why does that have anything to do with anything? Because I know that they tried to bring, everything, everybody tries to bring Will Smith into something. I don't know why that had anything to do with anything. You know, but you know who's doing that? Who's pissing me off? Wanda Sykes. Ugh. Wanda Sykes is still going on TV shows interviewing about how traumatized she was. She just went on Ellen and did it. Mm. And it's it's almost as like, what is the game? What's the end result of it? She ain't traumatized. She's so stupid. Right, but Will Smith has taken himself out of everything. They're overseas. Amy Schumer just, well, not Amy Schumer. It's the other white community. But when you don't have anything else to talk about, what else can you get on somebody's TV show to talk about if that's what you? That's the only thing you have as an opportunity. The Upshaws ain't back yet. Right. They coming back for season two. Like, worry <laughs> about that. Talk about that. Like, what, what was your end game? But she like, don't have anything drama. else. That's the only thing she can talk about to get visibility is Will Smith. Right. It's all a gimmick. And everybody's falling right for it. Like she's sitting over there crying. She ain't crying. It's weird to me. Mm, Well, Amy, she was jokingly, well, she did say she was traumatized by it, but it came across as really traumatized from Wanda Sykes. And it just, like Wanda, Mm -hmm. Wanda, like what, what what do you get from this? What do so you she's traumatized because she thinks somebody's gonna get on stage and slap her. Well, and, and after that she was... did that whole entire skit, right? She did a whole entire skit on the black um, black ladies comedy show where mm-hmm. she was a um, a member of the audience heckling somebody. Right, right, right. But it's it her her explanation is less about her fear. She does feel, part of her statement was she felt like this was going to open it up for other people. And now since it's happened to Dave Chappelle, <clears throat> it's like it's directly connected to Will Smith. Not the fact that Dave Chappelle has said some crooked shit out of his mouth and somebody felt like they should do something about it. No, but because Will Smith slapped somebody, that's going to make everybody else slap somebody. I understand if you lived in an abusive house, but that was peers slapping did. each other. That, I would consider Will Smith and, and Chris Rock. It, that's a total different thing. That's not an audience member coming to slap you. That's your peer slapping you for what you said about your other peer. About your mouth. About your mouth. About your other peer. Because you don't have. You, we don't have access to Chris Rock like that. But they do. So when you get slapped by your peer, it's not the same. Stop trying to act like we on the same level as but them. I, I said. I said it several times. Like I felt like. This was a conversation, maybe a few, where Will has said, look, yo, keep my, keep my wife's he name up. He got slapped in a room full of peers. Yeah. Those were their peers. Every white person in that room was wealthy. Every person that was behind the scenes was wealthy. Those mm. were their peers. He I just, got I, slapped by I another understand, peer. I understand people being outraged, but... People felt but like outraged for what? It was uh, you watched it on TV. That was just like you watching um nine one one or Grey's Anatomy. Well, I mean, I mean, you watched it on TV. Stop acting like you don't see violence every day. Well, you, see, you probably just watched TV. HBO 
Those people probably just finished watching HBO with the Baltimore show. But in terms of the all people, that killing, but well, not not even the people who were in the audience were spectating, but the people who like, for example, the man who what's his name Parker, who who produced the show. Mm -hmm. I, I understand them. That's what I when I say I understand them being outraged. I I get it. But my outrage would be, hey, we need to get these two sit down so we can make this right. But they are more embarrassed in front of these white people than they are outraged that Will Smith slaps him, period. Right, but they didn't try to correlate it with the movie that he won his Academy Award for. That had nothing to do, that was him depicting somebody else's life. That's right. not his life. Yeah. This the man from Philly, you forgot where he's from? They have because they, they he's a joke to them. He's a joke to the world. Like people have been talking about how soft he is, or you and that's know, why I love the way Jada has led this reaction. I'm not gonna give y'all the time of day because if this was the streets of Baltimore, bitch, you wouldn't get the time of day either. That's that's I show growth because if you knew Jada when she was here, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just feel like these are grown fifty some year old people. This is how would it have been better if she would have yeah. went up on stage and slapped him? Or she'd have got up yelling and screaming at Will. Like, how would that have made anything better? No, because they would have said this Baltimore bitch is doing this. Mm. Just I just want us as as black people to but do that. But what I see in, in, in society is they don't know how to place their opinions because no. is she wrong is she right or wrong for not pulling him down or letting him go up in the first place but beyond just beyond just and then the gender roles behind all of that it's, it's beyond it's the speculation for me it's the wishing they were secretly i can't stand the fact that they fucking still together after all these years i was watching a lot of these comments but these 50 these 50 year old, old people don't need no 30 year old opinion but it's not just the 30 year old opinion this was vivica fox and lisa but vivica lisa fox Ray. is on the um the car show commercial selling chicken i ain't having it i'm not having it <laughs> Yeah, but these are also I never want to hear from Vivica A. Fox again. You understand me? So she got up there and started selling that scam from Car Shield. She canceled herself to me. Fuck you, Vivica. <laughs> Bitch. Well, he makes shit personal. I, I hate her for that. All them people, all them scams that they put on people and, and not fixing their vehicles, and you gonna take your black <laughs> ass over there to sell chicken for them? I dare you say something about Mary J. Blige selling chicken again. I dare you. But she was just singing a song. Exactly. She was basically just telling you what was on the chicken sandwich. And she was doing it for Burger King, not a chicken joint. Right. I, this, it's a selective outrage for me. It is also, you know, it's just how people commentate on things. Like, I try very hard to be very, let me see what's on this side, let me see what's on this side, and I make a sound decision. But the way we talk about each other publicly like this, I, it has going to happen privately regardless. But publicly, it's just like Will Smith has become this disgusting character. And I understand that one bad choice 
can just ruin everything. It really can. We see men on death row or women behind bars or people in a grave right now for one bad choice. But you're not going to tell me somebody who has shown the level of excellence and not just because he's wealthy, but just the, how he carries himself. The, he, didn't, he did not, Janet Hubert is about to spend the, the year she has left with so much more than she ever had in her whole lifetime. Now, you know, he could have did this sooner, but I just feel like just in a space of, hey, I'm sorry. We, we know he's the type of person that will admit when he's wrong. But and at the same time, this came when it was supposed to come. Yeah. Because yep. I'm, I I'm not going to be held responsible for your career, anybody else's career, or whatever the case may be. Because Janet Huber, after leaving Will, after leaving the Fresh Prince, mm, could have leave. gone she on to have a career. Out. No, she wasn't because he kind of he kind of blackballed. So mm, he did. She could have started over. Everybody has sought forgiveness before. Well, well she it wasn't that she it wasn't that break. she wasn't working. She could not get anything above where she was. Or, or even on the level where she was. So she did theater, she did smaller little vignettes and places, but she could never go back to where she was. I just posted a picture on my- um, I kind of find that hard to believe though. I, but it's it, it can happen. It like, can happen. Can, I'm not saying it can't happen. I just kind of find it hard to believe. No, I mean, no. well, that's that's why we- Because I think she was judging what kind of roles she wanted to take and all that kind of stuff. But that's not how you get yourself out there. If you're going to always condemn yourself to these kind of roles, then you are going to be stagnant. Your career well, is going to stagnate. And I, and I think that played a lot lot into it because she began to just beat herself up about it. Right, then but you are started, actor. You're supposed to portray whatever comes your way if you can do it. Yeah, but that world, this world of entertainment, it is so not about your talent. It's not. I mean, because when he and did was, respond a, before, she, she when they a, got into that argument, he was like, I, and he said, I'm not holding her back from doing anything. But when you're. Then what's when your you response now? But when you specifically are talking to people about a specific person and how they were on your set, when you. But, but it's all in said, how hey, you treat. But, but you could tell that she's argumentative. But he's come out and, and she said has, it. just looked like she had that twang. And she talking to you. Her neck is moving. Yeah, but he's come out and said it wasn't. He just wanted her to like him. Mm -hmm. And when she did not play the game like everybody else was playing, which she didn't have to. I she didn't have to. But I am that person. I am. But that but person. but you see what I you just said in her in, your, in in her own admittance when I did not play the game like everybody else did, then you stagnated your own career. I'm sorry, but I understand you not, got, and you you know got what? Um, scruples but it's, it's not, or whatever that word I'm looking for is. I understand that part about the scruples in your but own. I, but whether you like me or not, not even whether you like me, whether you think I like you should not even be, that's, that's your insecurity. And they fired that lady, which they did not renew her contract. Mm -hmm. So she didn't quit. They didn't renew. And she didn't contract. get fired. They just didn't renew your contract. Right. They didn't renew your contract. But that was just like. Firing. But that's not a firing. At the that's same time, that's not a firing. But if it was, if you purposely didn't do it, because there was no other reason 
because she brought just as much. But liking somebody and doing work with them at the same time, if I feel as though you don't like me, how is our chemistry going to come off on TV? It matters. It kind of matters. It matters. Unless you get at your way out of it. But it matters if you're doing something to make me uncomfortable. But it matters if you can act your way out of it. You are an actress. Act like you like me. But read the book at the time. Read the book about this situation. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about what she was doing. She was, she would be in her dressing room instead of being out socializing Mm -hmm. or laughing and joking. And, Mm -hmm. and I understand that because I'm that person. So you was kind of standoffish. I'm all not you, but her. She was kind of standoffish. Right. She she was standoffish, but she wasn't. That ruins one. chemistry on set. That does ruin yeah, chemistry on set. But it is not chemistry if I show up and I do my work. It's the not. But it's not about. It's I'm not getting, just about that though. And I think the, you know that it's also about the camaraderie. Yeah, and that's that's. But if I'm not your friend, I'm not your friend. I'm not. Right. Your, but how? Did, but then you but gotta you realize when we didn't me. renew. But then that was the basis for not renewing your contract is that you had no chemistry with no one. You whether you did your work but or nobody not. Else how does nobody it come off on set if you break in, if you break in camaraderie? But nobody else, and it's been said, nobody else had a problem with her. The only other person that had a problem with her was Will Sidekick, Alfonso mm-hmm. Ribeiro. He was the only one that had an issue with her, but nobody else had an issue. When all of it happened, they all chose, uh, well, I'm gonna still with Will because the show's still on, I'm still on Will's. And you could tell by their chemistry, nobody disliked her. She didn't create I agree. I mean, no, I'm, I'm agree. I actually it agree with like you. Nobody disliked her. They, I mean, you can see that in the reunion, that nobody actually disliked her. But again, except they, uh, were, they uh, had camaraderie. He uh, was, he left. Except for Alfonso, because he Oh, left. yeah, because he, yeah, he don't deal with her. Right. But mm, that's also a problem. That that right there is also a problem because he was a big star on the show. But it, but if I am, if, if it's you, if it's your insecurity, that has nothing to do with what, and that's right. I'm but it wasn't about. I don't believe, and I, and I wasn't there. I don't believe it was just about insecurity. But when but two of your stars are having issues the, with one cast member, but and, the, but it wasn't no, it wasn't anybody else having an issue with her. It was Will no. Smith. I'm talking about in con, when you come to the contract negotiations. If two right. of your stars, one one of them being Alfonso, is saying, "I don't like her." Or I don't want to work with her. Or I don't want, you know, this and that. And he is one of the leading people for people watching. Then you know why you lost your job. Yeah, but I, and and because I I only defend this situation because I've been in that situation. Mm -hmm. I am not, like, in a moment, if I'm working, I can be the life of the party. Mm -hmm. But the moment the job is done, Nate is not nowhere around. Mm -hmm. Nate goes home. Nate leaves out the back door. That's not my, that's not me creating a hostile work environment. That's you reading into who I am mm-hmm. more than you should. And it's, it, that means it's coming from you. It's not coming from me. Right. But I think if, if I understand that, I get that. I, but I think if you break that cycle of not saying anything by saying that mm-hmm. I'm not this person, I'm not going to do that that probably could have kept and saved her job. 
But if you just want to isolate yourself from everybody else when the ca- when the cameras go down and think when you come on set that works, it doesn't really work that way because we want to feel comfortable around you and not but, hide ourselves either. Not, I never thought that that was a fair assessment. And I get what you're saying. And in reality, that it makes a lot of sense. But I've never agreed with you being this person and wanting me to be who you are. That's how you get along in life. Right, That's but what does that say about you? you? So say, for instance, this we're not talking about a set. Business. But say, but say we're not talking about a set, right? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about employee morale at a company. You come in, do your job, go home. You come in, do your job. Never ever speaking to your coworkers. But I'm sure she spoke to people. They made it seem like she was just in her room the whole time. Like I'm sure nobody else had a problem with her. When you would see the interviews, nobody wanted to address it. And I think because there was no other problems. If it was other problems, it would have definitely been become a rumor. I remember I was watching the Two Funny Mamas uh, uh, podcast, and they were talking about Monique on a set of Precious. Nobody has ever come out and said Monique is difficult. And and Monique said it. She said the only mm-hmm. people that ever ever called me difficult weren't even on the set. Mm-hmm. She said Tyler Perry, Oprah, they were never even on the set. So to call me difficult would be what. And and Sherry Shepard, who I think she gonna have a very short lived career as a host of a radio. Oh, I don't think that's a, I don't think that show gonna make it at all. It's not. I can already tell. She was talking about her relationship with Monique. She really was trying to convince Kim Kim Whitley to not like Monique anymore, but it wasn't working. But she told a story about Monique being on a set of Precious, and she said Precious Monique would separate herself when they had downtime. When they were all be sitting around, she said Monique would be sitting over to the corner with her husband. And but that, that would make you know, you know, that kind of makes sense to me. That role that Monique had to play, she had to be in the mindset to play that role. Right. But but on camera Because that's that, told that was totally against her personality. Right. It was and it and it makes sense. But look at the look at the character of the mother of Hebrew. She wasn't a loving, tender mom. That's not who she was. That's not who she portrayed herself on TV to be. And that's, we learned that's not who she is in real life. But it's just, you know, people's perception, and I get it. I've been around cast members who I knew, who when I'm on, when I'm in a play, I'm a totally different person because I have a different level of focus versus if I'm on a radio show. I'm not the same person. But you know what she gives me? Mm-hmm. She gives me um <laughs> snooty black person. And that's and and that's who she is. That's who they hired. And I think that's who that that's what kind of turned Will Smith oh, off. Because Will Smith needed to be himself but no that he wasn't being himself that was his problem but he needed to be accepted will smith was the person that was creating the hostile work environment he was coming to set knowing everybody else's lines 
there are episodes where they they you could clearly see him mouthing mouthing their lines, right? Lines mm -hmm. that creates a hostile work environment because now you corrected me, and this well, is your this show is the um, he was the show. I mean, it was the sense. show, but it's still a hierarchy when you come when you have environments, even when you have a star, there's still director actors. And the stars may then have, you know, you may, he may have been always first on a call sheet, but there's still a certain way that you create. That could have made her feel uncomfortable. So I mean, I mean, but she I, I, I get I, I get what you're saying, but the show was built around him, not right. her, not the rest and of the kids. And that's the problem. That's a problem <laughs> in show business. It's all about whether you like somebody or not, not whether they're talented. Because there are piss poor talented people who, because people like them, they get more advantages than somebody who is naturally being themselves. And mm -hmm. you just, I don't see it. I, I mean, your personality just doesn't. Well, that's who I am. You want me to be something that I'm not simply to make you comfortable. And I never agree with that. Mm -hmm. I never, it's not, I can see if you were being an asshole. Now, being an asshole is totally different. Then you just simply just being a person that's I'm I want to be by myself. I want to focus. And then when we get back to it, chemistry. Mm -hmm. If she was the type of person that they could not stand, some of the scenes that they had together wouldn't have been possible. It just wouldn't have been possible. Just like um uh, Martin and Gina, like they were by the end of that episode, because of the behavior between them, they wasn't even shooting on the same sets. Mm -hmm. that's when stuff is a hostile work environment and it was both of them creating that space and you know Gina's husband on Offset like it was them creating that that's then I can I'll say okay Gina Martin this is hostile somebody needs to be fired and the show wound up being canceled because the show would not work without her being there and it didn't work it looked stupid like it was dumb her not being there. Why wouldn't she be there? She's been there this whole time. But yeah, so I I just I just want, especially in this entertainment field, and I'm noticing it in just in social circles, get you together before you put your drama on somebody else and make them live up to your standards of life. Because often you're not that personal. You're not that, you know, fun loving. It's fake. You're, you're being something that you're not, and you want me to do the same thing. And I, I don't I don't agree with that. I don't understand that. And we have to stop. This cancel culture is getting to a space of just not being healthy and not being, it's not realistic. Because we can't just get rid of somebody, and they've had a track record of not doing these things, yet somebody who was constantly the baby, you know, he'd, he'd have been accused of shooting somebody and y'all defending this brother. But yeah, this is, it's, it's over because we are half an hour over. So this has been another edition of the Artist Exchange Radio Show. Please come back every Friday. Um, what week are we gone? The week of July the 18th? Is that the right day? Yes, that's correct. The week of July 18th. So July the 18th, we won't be here. There's a number of things that's happening. So June the 25th, Black to the Future event. Also, Speak Life Tour, the beginning of that week. 
um, the beginning of that day, and then we're going to end it with the Black uh, Black to the Future event. Um, August 15th, we'll be at the Emerging Artists Off the Rack for Baltimore Fashion Week shows. Um, we'll be displaying our artwork. I'm working very hard on that, so please help me. This, uh, for the month of July, the hours are going to change slightly here uh, at the studio because I'll be doing a summer camp a jewelry making summer camp um, at a school offsite. Um, but we'll still be here. Uh, we still have our pop-up shops here every Saturday. The 25th, oh my God, I can't do that. The 25th, I need an assistant. I really do somebody that's a partner or assistant, whatever, come, come on, send me a message. Um, the 25th, we'll be having a pop-up shop here with Jay Nicole, and a number of other um, artists that will be with her. Um, so come on by uh, for that. Um, what else? What else is coming up? Something else is coming up. This Sunday, the um, AFRAM uh, starts tomorrow. Uh, Gay Black Pride is, well, Gay Pride, this is general, Gay Pride will be starting this weekend. Uh, what else? The Black Bowl Sunday at the garage. Come on now, I'll have a table set up there. Um, and that's it. I'm tired tonight. Come down to the eight by ten. Uh, Tracy Jiggins and her band will be performing. Um, so come on out for that. Yeah, just check me out on social media. Meet me every Sunday at the farmers market. That's my new gift to myself. I'm gonna get out and do one thing for me every Sunday. So at the farmer's market, every Sunday, come and join me. Fun. Peace out, people. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> because I was just scrolling down and all of a sudden Jada Pinkett here popped up. Yeah. Because they say the FDA has approved a new drug to treat alopecia which affects more than 300,000 people in a year. I just wanted to put that out there, so. I'm not thinking that shit. Jada. <laughs> and they use Jada pictures, Jada's image on this. So. Well, she will sue them too and win, but. And, and this is a picture from the Red Table Talk, so. Sue them, Jada. <laughs> Get your money. Have a good weekend, people. <laughs>